how you start your day is crucial. Welcome to The Underestimated Entrepreneur, where I share mindset, lifestyle, and business hacking tips, tools, and some painful lessons along my journey from growing my businesses and also working with some of the top entrepreneurs, business leaders, and professional athletes. Driven Mofos, welcome back to another episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur. For those of you who don't know who I am, I'm Michael Mojo, the founder of Mojo Human Performance Institute, where we focus on mindset, lifestyle, and business hacking for driven mofos. The reason why I do these episodes is that most people waste their life, and I just don't want you to be one of them. Let's talk about starting your day. This is something that is crucial for everybody that wants to achieve more, and it's something that most people do really poorly. Now, when we set up the day, and when we start the day, your day starts the night before. So the way you set up your morning is really set up the night before. If you go to bed late, then you are setting up the morning to wake up late or to wake up tired. So therefore, the time that you go to bed is essential. My recommendation is, and this is a quick little recommendation, is plan your day from the time you wanna to go to bed. So set that up today for tonight. You wanna to set up the time you wanna to go to bed every day and try to keep it as consistent as you can, even on weekends. Because if you're going to bed at, let's say nine o'clock every night and you're getting to sleep at, let's say 9.30 and you do that all week and you're getting up at 4.30, five o'clock in the morning, morning. I don't know what time you get up, but let's just say that's, you know, that let's just make up the time. And so that's your normal sleeping pattern. And then on Friday night, you go out and you have a big night and you don't get home till three o'clock in the morning. You've now pushed that circadian rhythm or that sleep cycle way out of whack. And then so you'll sleep into 11 o'clock the next morning, you'll wake up, you'll feel groggy, you'll feel like shit, you have a power nap in the afternoon. Then you go out the next night, your body is now trying to adjust your sleep clock. And so now it's Saturday night and you have another late night. Let's say you get home at midnight. And so then you sleep through and you wake up at eight o'clock in the morning. So Monday comes, you're already half fried for the week. You've had a shitty sleep the night before because you can't get to bed until late. You you know, you might go to bed at 11.30, 12 o'clock. And then Monday morning, the alarm goes off at 4.30 or five o'clock and you're knackered. And so you're already starting the week off with a shitty sleep cycle. So you wanna make sure that you're really trying to be as consistent as you can with your sleep-wake cycles. Even if you're traveling international, what I try to do is I try to keep my sleep-wake cycles and I start to adjust them. So let's just say if I'm traveling to the US, it's almost the opposite time zone. So at six o'clock in the morning, it's six o'clock at night over there. What I will try to do is the week prior, I start to change my sleeping times. So if I'm going to bed at eight o'clock every night, I will push my sleep times forward a little bit more so that it's later. And then what I'll do is I'll try to wake up a little bit earlier as well. And so I try to change my sleeping cycles or move my sleeping cycles slowly over a week period before I travel international. Then if I'm fortunate enough to travel business class, it helps because I can sleep and have a good sleep, especially if they have lie down beds and try to maintain that sleeping cycle. So I try not to go to bed and just sleep in all random times because it does fuck up my sleeping patterns and it can take a week. Like, especially if I'm traveling international, you can end up with jet lag. So I try to change my sleeping patterns before I go away. I think that's probably the best way I've come across to do it. But you just gotta be really, really careful with your sleep pattern. So that's number one, because you're setting yourself up for the next morning with that pattern. Then the next thing is that if you ask setting yourself up sleep, you want to go back and listen to the podcast that I did on sleeping. So making sure the temperature of the room is the right temperature, making sure you're not eating foods where you're having some sort of a sympathetic response or some sort of a response. Like if you're gluten intolerant, like I am, 
and you have a heap of gluten, you're going to wake up in the middle of the night or have night sweats just because your body has an immune response to that stuff. So these things are important. Making sure that the, the room is dark is really important as well. So when I go to hotels, I always pull out the clock radio and just lock it in the safe because every morning they, the cleaners normally come in and turn the clock radio back on and it keeps me awake at nighttime. It doesn't allow me to go into proper deep sleep because my body thinks that it's the morning. So you want to set yourself up to have a really good sleep. Then you want to make sure that you're in the right mindset when you go to bed. If you go to bed and you're stressed, you're probably going to wake up stressed. So I love doing work on myself at nighttime before I go to sleep. And what I've noticed, and I've been using a WHOOP sleep tracker, so it's spelled W-H-O-O-P, sleep tracker, which is what a lot of the CrossFit athletes wear. I track my sleep. And what I've noticed over the years is that every time I'm stressed out and I go to bed, my sleep sucks. And even if I get eight hours of sleep, my recovery sucks because I'm not falling into proper deep sleep or REM sleep. So I notice that if I just spend half an hour to an hour journaling before I go to bed, or writing out some stuff, or even just spending some time talking through my day with Jess, my wife, it massively helps with my sleep patterns. And I notice my recovery is way better, way more than anything else. So I've tried magnesium 3NA, I've tried different types of sleep agents. And when I say sleep agents, I haven't tried any pharmaceutical sleep agents, but I've tried natural sleep agents like chamomile. You can get, I think it's called adapt adaptogen or adaptogen, um, which is like chamomile tablets or it's a derivative of chamomile, which helps you to sleep. So I've tried those sort of things, and I noticed that they don't really make that much of a difference. They do a little bit, but not a heap. The number one thing is getting my brain to switch off before I go to bed. If I'm wound up before I go to sleep, or I'm stressed before I go to sleep, or I have anxiety because there's a whole heap of shit that happened through the day, my sleeping patterns are absolutely crap. My recovery is crap. Even if I get eight or nine hours sleep, my recovery is still crap. That is really important to set yourself up to win for the next morning. Then when you get up in the morning, it is important to make sure you have the correct languaging and that you're self-aware enough of your language. If you wake up and you go, I gotta go to work, I gotta go to the gym, you're essentially telling yourself that you're trapped. You got to do these things, not I get to enjoy doing these things, it's I've got to do these things. So when you bounce out of bed in the morning, you go, yes, I get to run a business, or I get to go to work today, where I get paid so I can feed my family. And you start to look at the benefits of what you do, you will feel so much better in the morning versus I've got to go to the gym, I've got to go to work, I've got to go pick up the kids. All of these got to's make a person feel trapped. You will feel absolute shit. So set your day up to win. Most people that I know wake up and they start thinking about all the problems and all the stresses and all the frustrations that they have. You're setting yourself up for a shit day. Be careful of your languaging and what you think about. Your brain is like a Google search engine. When you consistently type in, why is my life shit? Why am I stressed all the time? Why do I feel anxious? Your brain is gonna go and find that. It's a search term. Essentially, you're putting a search term in your brain to find reasons to be those things. I'm very, very careful these days of what I think about, especially in the morning. So you wanna make sure that you're thinking about the benefits of why you're doing things, the enjoyment you get out of doing things. And even if you have a job, a lot of people go, oh, I don't like my job. Well, then go quit, see what happens. So if you go quit and you don't make any money, then that's on you because you were unappreciative of the fucking job that you had that paid the bills. So instead of waking up in the morning going, I'm so glad that I get to go to work and make money so that I can pay my bills and live the lifestyle that I have, versus waking up in the morning going, I hate my fucking job, I can't believe I gotta do this, this is bullshit, why do other people get this? You're going to feel like absolute trash. Now, the thing is that if you're a responsible and accountable adult, you don't have to do anything, you don't have to go to work. You're choosing to go to work because of the lifestyle that you want to create or because of the lifestyle you're trying to create. And what most people do is that they don't commit themselves to thinking like that. They commit themselves to thinking like trash, which is how most other people in society think. 
and they bitch and moan and whinge and complain, and then they wonder why their life sucks. And then when they lose their job, they bitch and moan and complain about losing their job and how fucked the business is and why they still should be there and why their boss is a wanker. But maybe it's because of the shit attitude that a person consistently has when they're working. And why would someone want to give them the benefit of employing them and allowing them to have a job? Now, that that's a two-way street. I'm not saying here, you know, I'm just all for business. I'm saying that it's a two-way street. You're always having a boss that complains about everything and how shit your job is. Then that's not going to be beneficial to you. But in reverse, imagine having a boss who, you know, they're working hard to try and keep this business afloat and to keep it running and to make sure that everyone gets paid. Most business owners that I know, and this is the truth, if you're not a business owner, this is the truth about business. Most business owners that I know take the fact that they have staff very seriously. And most of the stress that I have worked with with business owners has been the fact and the fear that they're sometimes afraid of not being able to pay staff or having to lay off staff. And I know that there have been a lot of business owners over the years that I've worked with where at Christmas, they are really low on cash flow. And a lot of them have chosen not to take any wage because they want to make sure that the families who work in their business make sure that their families have a good Christmas. And so they will still provide bonuses or they will still keep people employed and they will take pay cuts to make sure that those families get fed. And I know that over the years, I have done exactly the same thing where I have not paid myself wages for months. Like we're talking, you know, almost a year in one case in order to make sure that I could maintain staff and keep staff. Now, when the business goes well, yeah, I get rewarded. But when the business doesn't go goes well, I also sacrifice things. And a lot of business owners do that. And so my point is, is that just looking at a business and saying, well, they should fucking pay me because I do my job. That's disrespectful. Just like it's disrespectful to treat staff like they're a piece of shit. It's also disrespectful for staff to treat a business or a business owner like a piece of shit and like they're just there to pay wages. Both of those two things are completely disrespectful. So it is important to wake up in the morning and to want to go to work and to enjoy the fact that you're being paid to do a job because there are plenty of people around the world who probably want your job and dream of your job. And this is also the reason why a lot of businesses offshore work because sometimes it's better to offshore work to people who actually appreciate work than doing it you know, in a country where most people feel entitled to have a job and go to work and just treat business like shit. Those two things never really work that well. And eventually there will always be problems when a business operates like that. And that includes staff and so on. So it's a two-way street both ways. You know, you need to have good leadership, good management, good accountability, but also you need to have good staff who appreciate their job and, and doing what they need to do. And that respect goes both ways. So, you know, it's something to think about. But if you're someone who's waking up in the morning, you're thinking about how much you hate your job and hate going to the gym and all that stuff, you're probably gonna be someone who's not going to really enjoy life that much. So my suggestion is to start to learn how to appreciate things, to learn how to wake up and to be appreciative for the work you have, the job you have, the staff you have, the business that you have, the partner that you have. You know, I, I Jess and I got in a, a shitty habit where we would wake up in the morning, just think about all the problems and stuff in the business because we're going through a, you know, a really tough cycle there. And I just remember waking up every morning and, and my first thought was, fucking hell, I got to do this shit again. And that was how I woke up. It was disgusting. And for months, if not, you know, over a year, that was the way that I woke up and I was a miserable prick. And I remember the day that I just woke up and said, enough's enough. And Jess got up and she started complaining. I said, look, we've got to stop this. I said, are you happy? And she said, no, I'm not. And I said, are you are you miserable? And she said, well, I don't know. I'd probably be on that side more than the happy side. And I said, all right, cool. How do we change this? And we discussed it. And I said, look, I don't want to wake up anymore and talk about all the problems and talk about the stress and the frustrations. In fact, we're grateful to have a business with these stresses and frustrations because most businesses don't last 10 years. Most businesses don't even last a couple of years. We've been in business well, I've been in business since I was like 13. I started my first little business. But seriously, I've had businesses since I was 21. 
and I'm 38, I turn 39 in a couple of weeks. So I've had businesses for a long, long time and I'm grateful to have businesses that have always been cash flow positive and have been able to employ staff and have had the clients that we've had and the amazing people who come to our events and things like that. And so when we started looking at it differently and changing our perspective, we felt completely different about the business. We treated staff differently. We treated customers differently. And so I think it's really, really important to think differently about the way that you wake up and setting your day up to win. Also, it's important to plan your day the night before. If you don't know everything that you're doing every minute of the day, then you have blank space. And blank space can be one of the most destructive parts of the calendar. When you have blank space, there are always problems and shit rocks up in order to take up that time. So there is no such thing as free time. If you have free time, you'll waste it and you'll waste it with shit that doesn't really help you to get where you want to get. So make sure you book out and plan your day, plan your week ahead, and then get up and just get it done. And if you need to, you need to adapt that calendar multiple times throughout the day. So some people, you know, need to adapt their calendar every hour, depending on their job role. For me personally, I change my calendar probably a couple of times a day. I'll go in there and sometimes things take a little bit more time. Sometimes things take less and I'll keep playing around with the calendar to make sure that it's absolutely stacked and jammed up from the moment that I wake up to the moment that I go to bed. I even book rest time. So I'll book rest time in my calendar. I book time with Jess. So if I'm going to watch a movie with her at nighttime, I will book it in my calendar so I know exactly when I'm just stopping and I'm cutting off from work and I'm just going to get, you know, I'm just going to spend time with her. Um, because if I don't, it normally gets wasted on other dumb shit like scrolling through Facebook or just wasting time. So anyway, I hope this helps Driven Mofo. It's just a quick little reflection on how to set your day up to win. And these are things to really think about, which I don't think that most people really do think about. I don't think that it, this is discussed enough. But your day is set up the night before. So make sure you're setting up your day, set up your calendar, set up your sleep cycles, wake up being appreciative. And if you need to, do your mindset work before you go to bed. Super important. And then make sure you're careful of your languaging and the things that you're focusing on um, because they do make a massive difference. Anyway, Driven Mofos, have a great day. Keep kicking ass. Keep doing what you're doing and push even harder to get more out of yourself. Have a great day. Take care.